I believe that, like, like we were talking before, I agree, like all humans are creative. And I think when in times of pressure, if you can step up, that creativity is what will carry you through. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Creative Chats. It's the podcast for artists, makers, and content creators, where we talk about creativity, creative process, and story. I'm your host, Mike Brennan. You can connect with me over on Instagram. I'm at MikeBone. And you can check out some of my work on my website, which is MikeBrennan.me. I'd also love for you to join our private online Facebook group called Daily Creative Habit. It's for any creative person who wants to show up more consistently for their creativity and craft. And I think that's all of us, isn't it? So we would love to have you part of this free Facebook community. Simply go to dailycreativehabit.com and request to join the group today. I look forward to seeing you there. Now for this episode, I am joined by my friend Kyle Cook, who is a realtor. And he's a local friend of mine. This episode is a little different in that I'm letting you guys be a little fly on the wall for our conversation. We were just hanging out in his conference room and we were just talking about creativity and talking about how that shows up in his life, not only as a realtor, but just as a person, right? Because we're multi-dimensional people, we're multi-faceted people, and creativity isn't just something that's to be relegated to either a career or a certain expression, but really when we approach our life holistically, it comes out in different ways and at different times. So we have kind of a fun conversation just talking about um, how that shows up in his life and also in the context of his career and his job as a realtor. And uh, Kyle's just a great guy. He, he's a friend of mine. I've known him for several years. And uh, again, you get to be a little fly on the wall for this conversation. So be sure to follow Kyle on Instagram. Uh, he mentions his Instagram account at the end of our conversation. And uh, I know he would love to connect with you. So uh, without further ado, here is my creative chat with my friend, Kyle Cook. Well, Kyle, this is a first. This is a face-to-face -face episode of Creative Chats. And uh, just actually two dudes just sitting in a conference room talking, right? Yeah, happy to be here. <laughs> so uh, I'm excited that people get a chance to listen in. They get to be the fly on the wall. And we're just going to just talk creativity right now. So Sounds good. But why don't you just say like who you are, what you do kind of thing, so people have a little context. Yeah, cool. So uh, my name is Kyle Cook. I, um, I'm a professional real estate agent, which doesn't sound like to most people that would be the most creative thing in the world. However, uh, we're very creative in our business, at least in this business. You know, I've, uh, I've been doing the same job, that's air quotes for people that can't see me, um, for 22 years now. But I, I just know that I've always had like this artistic creative side that comes out and it really does show, like especially like in my, uh, like my photos and mm -hmm. even just like describing like homes. And I think like homes are like, you know, it's just like a birthplace of like creativeness. You know, it's like places that we raise our children and you know, you do cooking and, and like create, create beautiful masterpieces yeah. sometimes in the, in the, in the uh, kitchen. It's where life oven. happens. It's man. where the life happens, yeah. man. Sometimes life's created there, you know? So, um, <laughs> So, That's a different podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. But um, but yeah. So I, I've always I've always felt creative in my process of helping others and uh, and develop developing like relationships with people. And yeah, so I'm excited to ch chat with you today and and dive a little deep on on the creativeness that comes out of uh, you know people that are more in the professional realm rather than just the uh, creative art side. Although I think everything that like we were just talking before about you know our life is the canvas. Right? Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, and, and I've said this before, you know, I really do think that everyone is creative. Sometimes people have this tendency to lump creativity into the obvious things of like painting, drawing, music, theater, those kind of things. But I think creativity can be the way that we problem solve. It can be the way that we see things and approach things. And that's not relegated to those activities and expressions that I just mentioned before, you know. So I love when I get to talk to people who aren't necessarily in the category of what people would normally think of as, quote, creative, um, and explore that and say, you know what, no, actually, we are all creative, and it's just a matter of tapping into that and how it shows up in our life and what it is that we do, who we are, so. Yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, I, 
I've, I've gone uh, a little bit on like an exploration as far as the creative side of human nature, you know, too. And uh, especially like during this, maybe we've had a lot more time to uh, to read and be creative, like with my kids during the, the pandemic mm -hmm. and things like that. So it's really interesting to uh, to see that, especially come out of like young children, right? Like I always say, like they're a little bit more connected to whatever source we come from, that creative source. Yeah, and I, and it, I believe it is a, crea a creation source. And... Um, you know, I've read this book and, and I was sharing it with you before. Um, some of the Toltec wisdom talks about like every human being their own artist and how we create our lives, right? And there's all types of ancient texts that talk about things like that. And and I do think it's wild, right? Like the power of manifestation or being able to, you know, think it and it, and, and it really puts some energy and intention behind it and then it does manifest. So like we create things all the time. I mean, I'm creating my own reality sitting here talking to you in, in this conference room and and I think that's a beautiful thing, you know, we're sharing a shared experience of art. Yeah. And I don't think it always has to be just, you know, paint on a canvas. However, I love painting on canvases. I've probably bought more canvases this year than uh, <laughs> in the last two years than I've ever bought. But it's so nice because I get, I get like, it, it almost takes me into like a meditative state when mm -hmm. I'm in this beautiful flow of just letting the color. And I, I don't really focus on like the details. I just let the brush mm -hmm. go across and, and, and pull out whatever's coming with, uh, the energy behind it, you know, and yeah. that's cool. Yeah. And, so. you know, you mentioned about your kids and stuff, too. I think when you're at that age, you're creating from a place of just fun. And because it's like, yeah, this is what I feel like doing. You're not really thinking yet of like, well, how are people going to look at this? How is this going to be received? The, the the inner critic isn't developed yet. You know, it's yeah, not there right. going like, that doesn't look like what it's supposed to look like or whatever. You know, it's it's all just about like, yeah, this is just what I feel like doing. So I'm going to do it. It's fun. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot less um, mental baggage attached to that stuff. It comes from a place of joy. And I think so many times, even professional artists, really trying to get back to that place of like, can I go to that place where I'm creating something just because it brings me joy? Mm -hmm. And not because I'm trying to sell something, not because I'm trying to please somebody, not because I'm answering external or internal critics, you know, but just creating because it's fun. Yeah. I enjoy the process, you know? Yeah, and it really, I mean, you know, mental health is kind of a topic nowadays with mm -hmm. everything going on. And, and you know, um, for me, like, it, it again, it's just such a beautiful outlet, but also being able to share that. Like, I've always admired your artwork. I think it's, to me, it, it definitely resonates and speaks to me. Like, before we uh, we jumped on this podcast, I was showing you a photo that, you know, I have, it. it's one of your pieces of art that's mm -hmm. been in my office since, and every office I've been in, um, ever since I, I met you and got that piece because it was a gift that I gave to someone after selling their home. Like it was just a, it was a beautiful home. Uh, I'd like to say all the homes I sell are beautiful and they are <laughs> to, to certain people. But this one just really resonated with me and every time I look at it, it, the emotion it brings up in me is what, you know, that's what I think art truly is, right? It, it speaks to that inner truth that really words fail us on. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's an emotional connection and a tie. And to be able to share that with people and especially being in the business world, like it can get really heady and really like above the grain of like, you know, just nitty gritty stuff. And and to be able to have that refuge to go back to something that is artistic. And that's why my favorite part of the creative process in selling homes is getting the home ready, like the eye appeal, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's all about the, you know, the the emotion, and I say, I express this all in my sellers, is that when we have a house where someone's gonna come in for the first time, that first impression is gonna say, almost instantaneously, can I see myself living here? So can they create the art in their life to see, this might be a home for me, yes, it works. Uh, on a functional level, but also the feeling level. And I think when you combine those two, that's when you really get to, see people light up because yeah. I've shown, you know, I've shown like six, seven, four, uh, I think the most I ever showed in a day was about like 14 houses. And that was in Hoboken wow. running around the condos okay. and stuff. But that was a tremendous amount. It was a big work day. <laughs> and, uh, and you can really just like, when I hone my craft, I can really just tell, like when people walk in the house, they go like, this is it. And mm -hmm. I almost know before them, it's almost like an in intuitive thing. Um, sometimes they surprise me though, and that's that's interesting. But really being able to like get the photos the right way and like have that artistic, like I don't work with just anybody. I make sure I work with like really good photographers, really mm -hmm. good videographers, people that you know have a relationship with their camera because what they express in that lens is what's going to translate over to the uh, 
to the end buyer there. And, yeah. and I think it's important to have that emotional connection. Yeah. Well, and I can attest to that because you sold my house recently. Oh, right. Yes. So <laughs> <laughs> we, we go back and forth with the, you know, the services here. So yeah. we're, we're not just friends, but also use each other's services. And, uh, you know, I can attest that, that really, as you're describing your process in that, what comes to mind is that you're creating an experience, right? Because you're you're setting a stage for somebody to come in and go, yeah, I can see myself here. This is what's going to feel like home for me. Right. And so you're thinking about all the things that other people aren't thinking about. The people who are selling the house are too busy thinking, I need to sell this house, I need to f figure out where I'm going, or if I know where I'm going, I need to start heading in that direction. And so your job in that is to go, okay, I'm making this place ready for the next person. And I'm creating an experience so that they can come in and feel that and experience that themselves. Right. So um, all that stuff lends itself to the, the photography, videography. You know, we always joke about the, the photos of like, oh, it's that, that wide angle lens. Mm, right, right. <laughs> the room looks like I, the football field, but it's really not. <laughs> go wide, but not too wide. I exactly. Would say, yeah. Don't make it unrealistic, right? Yes, exactly. Because people buy, I mean, I, and, I, and I, I, you know, being the owner of the company, I have agents that work here, and I express that in their trainings is that like, we're in a relationship business and people are going to buy or sell a house with an emotion behind it, right? So it's all about the feeling. Yeah. I always say they, they, they think about buying it with their head, but they actually buy it with their heart. And that's what's beautiful about it is, um, you know, I notice that people are more willing to have a smoother experience also because sometimes, you know, in this business, it can get a little, a little nitty gritty. But for the most part, I've been blessed to have really good, smooth transactions, I'd say about 90% of the time. And, uh, and that is because, you know, we provide that experience for folks. And, and yeah, and then taking that out into my personal life, right? Like I yeah. also, my business started to bloom and blossom the more I focused on my inner art, right? And my inner art is, you know, I got actively involved with uh, yoga classes and also like I was saying about being creative with painting and, and, and spending time with my kids painting is one of the most, it's, it's like a priceless experience. I love it, which is why I don't mind dropping a small fortune on canvases. Yeah, so, yeah totally. Yeah, it's really cool. So how else does creativity show up in your life? I mean, you said you, you, this was a theme that's been running with you since you can remember as a kid even. Like, wh what, are, what other ways does it show up for you and how have you tapped into that? Yeah, so before I got into business, like I was, um, I was doing, in, in, in my industry, like before real estate, my industry before real estate was, um, was retail, right? So I was working as a butcher, I worked in a clock shop, I worked at a, uh, a five and dime for the younger audience that's like a small Walmart <laughs> that was on Main Street in Little Towns. And, um, and I had really, and I also worked at a bakery. So like, again, like talking about creating, uh, you know, baking and, and cooking. So I've always, you know, my last name's Cook. I've always liked cooking and creating things like that. Working even like, of course now I'm pescatarian so I don't eat meat, but when I was a butcher, like even just cutting the, 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 the cuts of meat in a certain way. Like it was all about the presentation and all of my mentors throughout my years have really focused on like the devils in the details. Like people have an eye for detail. I mean, our awareness is very acute, even though sometimes we think it's not. And, uh, and people pick up on things that you're not even aware of and you might remember later. So like when I was really young, I remember um, I would sit at my grandmother's like little bench she had and I would just set up like pads of paper, envelopes and pit and pencils and like a, we had actual phones back then that were like these goofy <laughs> yeah. looking things. And I would sit there with it and, and just pretend to be a businessman. And I would sit there <laughs> and I'd be like, okay, I'm doing my business. And now I think about that and I recall those thoughts sometimes because I think about where I am today and I'm like, wow, I just do that on a much larger scale. Like I still have my <laughs> envelope stacks and my, and my yeah. pens and, and it's interesting, but, but like, as a, like we were talking a lot about kids and like being a child and being able to express myself that way, however that showed up and then seeing myself, you know, 35, 40 years later doing the same thing is really interesting. Yeah. Um, but it, and then also as far as like how I'm creative now and it shows up in my day to day, you know, my, my schedule, it could be very demanding with phone calls and emails and showing houses and going on appointments. But it also is important for me to have that creative flexibility, which is why I love being an entrepreneur because, you know, having the autonomy to be flexible and create my own schedule and then create schedules for, you know, being a parent and being, you know, a friend and, and making time when the time's necessary. I think it's very important to be like, we are kind of the master of our own domain. We just have to remember that sometimes mm -hmm. and not let everybody else pull us around. And I think that the creativity then just shows up really naturally. 
So yeah, it's, it's beautiful. I mean, even like we were talking about the emotional response, like when I go to buy a cup of coffee, right? I could buy coffee anywhere, right? I could get Dunkin' Donuts, Starbucks, mm-hmm. wherever. But if I go to a local shop and I get a warm and fuzzy feeling there and they still have the product, like you can go and get, especially nowadays with Amazon and everything, when you're purchasing things, so bringing it back to real estate, like you can have anybody be a real estate agent there's tons of them out there but I think people really hone into the person that like they have that connection with mm-hmm. and that emotional Absolutely. bond because your creativity naturally is expressed that way yeah yeah for sure and there's a trust there's a sense of like okay this person is going to take care of me this is already a pain in the neck for me to enter into this trying to sell this house there's stress there's pressure there's finances there's so much involved in that to have somebody to help you guide through that that you can trust and that's going to create a, a great experience for you that is so valuable. And I think when, when you find somebody like that, that's when you're like, yeah, I'm gonna go and recommend that to that person, to everybody that I know who's gonna sell a house or needs you know, a real estate agent for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, that's been my experience anyway. <clears throat> yeah, totally. And I also love the word create, you know, like I'm mm-hmm. big on these root words. And one of the cool things about the word create is like it means to, like the Latin is to bring it into being, right? And, and talking about you and I, like growing our friendship and also like our business relationship, uh, a couple years back, I wanted to create more people connecting. So I created this networking group and you were one of the first people there and, you know, a uh, founding member of it. And, and we had this like really cool, like networking referral group. And man, I'll tell you the charge and energy that I used to get out of going to mm-hmm. that, and, yeah. you know, things have obviously shifted since um, that group moved through uh, the pandemic. It's just, it's, it was such a beautiful thing because I really believe that like when humans come together and they all come together for like a similar cause and, and share their creative experience, like together, you co-create a really magnificent reality. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, man, we were really jiving. So we, we should get that back yeah, together. Yeah. <laughs> how, did, how did that even come about? Like, I'm trying to remember how I found you on that. Was it, maybe it was Meetup or something like Actually, that? Actually, another artist, uh, photographer. That's um, right. Yeah. yeah, Tatiana. I forget. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, she was the photographer of the group, and she's like, I'm bringing my friend Mike. And I was yeah. like, who is this Mike? And then Mike showed up, and you're awesome, man. It was like <laughs> such a, you know, there are some key players, like with any of those groups, sometimes they fall apart Yeah. Uh, as far as some of the people that don't come. But, you know, we had a nice foundation there. But, yeah, even just like creating, right? Like the, the couple of weeks ago, I was um, sitting around, and I was like, I want to just create like online yoga videos. So like me and my girlfriend, we just said, okay, let's do it. And within, I think it was about 14 hours it took, we had a website up, we had videos online, and we had people following us on Instagram. So like it's, it's I think it's easier now, especially in the business world, to create a business mm-hmm. than it's ever been. Yeah. I mean, it, it blew my mind. And I almost kind of did it as like a test to see like, can I put all this together? And it really did come, it came together. And again, I leaned on a lot of that because of, you know, my experience with, um, with building a business, but I was also thinking before this uh, conversation that when I decided to break off on my own because I was with big brokerage houses before this and I wanted to create a, a boutique experience for, for buyers and sellers. So what happened was I was sitting in my old office and within, I think it was about a day, I made a phone call. I got office space at a friend's place, uh, shared space. I went there and today, um, 2016 on this day because my photos show me is the day that i set that first office up and i mean i just threw it together wow. with like desks and chairs and computers and yeah. tvs and and we had it rocking and i you know i was that was there for a couple of years and then i found this space that you know space on my own a little bit bigger and let's let's people breathe a little more and um and yeah it's just beautiful like i love creating i love creating businesses i love creating like i said um real art you know mm-hmm. and and i think everything's art Right, just to feel. I mean, I, this place is filled with art, like I was showing you before. Like, I have canvases just stacked everywhere and pieces of Mike Bone art. It's just, <laughs> it's beautiful, man. And I really love just creating like a new experience too for my agents when they learn. Because mm-hmm. I think everyone is a visual learner, or at least the people I come encounter with. Like, I, I'm a visual learner, so that's probably why I'm a good visual teacher. Yeah, yeah. You know, and there's never a lack of opportunity to create something. It's just a matter of being inspired and having the idea for it and then setting forth to do it. So whether it's creating another business, you know, a side hustle for some people, whatever it is, coming up with the idea and then going, okay, what are the things I need? Okay, a website, I need videos, I need an Instagram account or whatever. Those, you know, the content obviously, right? Um, there's no lack of 
uh, opportunity for that. It's just really what is it that you want to do? You know, how is it that you want to do it? And then just go out and do it. Um, and that's the beautiful thing I think about today in the time period we're living in is the technology is at such a, a place where it's so accessible for people. I mean, the iPhone was a game changer in that there's in our pocket, literally, we have the power that unleashes creativity in so many different ways. And uh, it's just a matter of us tapping into it, you know? It's crazy. Yeah, and even, you know, social media has become such a game changer too, and especially in my industry and, and uh, the art world as well. But, um, you know, just being able to like be authentic. I think mm -hmm. showing up authentically is like, a lot of people say like, well, how do I do it? And you can't really teach someone how to be authentic, you either are or not. But <laughs> what comes down to me, what comes to me is like just being truthful, like being mm -hmm. totally honest, right? Like, can you be totally vulnerable and honest? And, and then taking that into business really helps, you know? Like yeah. I've had, I've had a ton of people like come to me and they're like, oh, like the way that you shoot houses or the way that your photos look, like they just have a little different feel. And they use that word feel. And then, you know, like when they say, oh, after I've talked to you, they go, I just feel comfortable with you, mm -hmm. like you were saying. And, you know, this isn't, um, this isn't uh, phony baloney, like, you know, uh, come and, and, and meet the used car uh, right. guy, you yeah. know, you're, you're also like, what we sell is so emotionally connected to the people because it's a place that they put their head down at night, mm -hmm. you know, this is their home. Like I said, like you're doing all of your stuff there, especially now, like with the more time spent in the home, like mm -hmm. you have left so much creative energy in that place. So to be able to like um, be the one that people uh, put their faith into and trust to carry that on is, it's it's an honor. It really is an honor what I do for yeah. helping people. Yeah. And then to be able to give them a, a Mike Bone at the end, like that's that's fantastic. Yeah. Like, and here's a picture of your house, you know, a memorable, uh, memorabilia. Yeah, so. well, and it becomes a symbol because that home also contains memories and experiences and totally. things that are mile markers for our life, you know, children that are born and certain experiences that have happened and just even the mundane day-to-day -day life stuff that, that happens over the years, all that stuff builds a life. And that is what goes into the place where we live and spend the majority of our time with, especially these days. <laughs> yeah, totally. You know? And I always say, like, if you want to, you know, one of my, one of my uh, one of my tools that has been honed over the years is that I have a great ability to read people, right? And mm -hmm. the best way to be able to read people and not read them like, you know, I know what they're thinking, but to understand them better is to go into their home, right? See how they live. Yeah. You know, see what's going on in the house. See what kind of art they have in their house. See what their main interests are. And it's been a beautiful ride for these last 22 years because it's been so cool to get to know people on an intimate level, right? Like yeah. a level that, you know, like I said, if I was selling bags of coffee to people, it's like, yeah, you like coffee, I like coffee, we're selling it. But here it's like, wow, I get to really get a full, like rounded view of like what you're mm -hmm. about. And there, there's just, there's been moments where I've, I've had people cry on listing appointments, you know, because of what they're going through. I've had people yell and scream, uh, you know, and, and helping, being able to, um, to help people go and guide through like really big life changes and then also just, you know, happy times, sad times, whatever it is. It's just, it's, it's, it's almost like it's hard to put into words the feelings that I've gotten from all of the connections. Because when I go, every year I go and I look back through my database of like people that I've helped throughout the year. And I can remember and put a face to almost every single one of them because mm -hmm. they're not just a transaction to me, it's an experience. And it's a, it's a human connection, you know? And I think now more than ever, we need to get back more to that human level of like connection, like meet your neighbors, say yep. hello. Yep. And, totally. You know, I feel like being disconnected has made that connection, that, that desire for connection way stronger. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. I have to confess, you know, as you're talking about getting to know people, being in their homes, seeing how they live, I'm like, I'm sure that Kyle probably has these war stories of <laughs> places he's gone into that have been like, yeah. oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, there's been some where I'm like, man, I, I got to get out of here quick. And, uh, and, you know, and that's the other beautiful thing about being able to, uh, to have a connection with people and understand them, right? Because mm -hmm. I think that's a, a, a deep down desire for every human is to be seen and to be understood. Yeah. Right. Cause I remember like it, when I was a kid, I was like, man, people just don't understand me. You know, like if, if you understood what I was thinking right now, like I'd be in fifth grade, just sitting there watching things go on. And, and, uh, some of my favorite classes and actually one of my favorite classes in high school was, uh, was photo video and arts. And, um, you know, my art teacher back in high school, he like showed up on a camping trip one time. And I was like, this guy's in the middle of the woods. Like he was like, like this like creative little angel that just like floated around. 
And uh, you know, it's the things you remember, right? It's like those anchoring things that you can that you could take with you. Um, I was in uh, Manhattan a couple years back, and my buddy, he's a big creator on YouTube, and and I remember he just like the way that this lighting looked in this in this Starbucks was this crazy cool mermaid in the back and it was like all gold and he had this like super crazy long like golden beard and I just snapped this quick photo and I sent it to him and he's like, dude, I haven't been on Instagram in like two or three years, I'm all YouTube focused. And uh, he goes, but that picture got me back on Instagram and now he's like posting all the time and it's like, it's totally mm -hmm. incredible. And yeah. he like, he goes like, you know, thanks for sending that photo because like, just seeing myself, because you know, I mean, in the selfie world, I think when someone else takes a photo of you, again, it's like you're capturing a moment through the eyes of another human. Mm -hmm. And I think that's yeah. like, that's beautiful. Yeah, know? for sure, for sure. I'd love to ask you now, in terms of, because we've been talking about, you know, the pandemic and things changing and shifting, obviously, um, in terms of real estate, right? And maybe some of the challenges that that presented, how did you have to apply creativity in light of the the shifting, changing world, and yet still needing to go and show up and and sell houses and how it affected the market and like, how do you how did you navigate some of that stuff? Yeah, so uh, you know, spring twenty twenty, the world uh, hit a pause or a hard stop, however you'd like to uh, say it. And uh, for the first sixty days, I was like on Zoom, and I had to immediately create a little network of other agents and go, what are we going to do? Uh, guys and gals because no one's letting anyone into their house no one you know the market just stopped and it was um it was an incredible like i would say it was a little bit of an emotional bottom in a way because i was like where are we going to take this industry and what are we going to do you know this is what i've been doing my whole life basically as an adult um so i jumped on zoom we did zoom broker open houses which was you know we adapted and, and you know the the greatest like business minds of the world what we say like if you're going to survive it all is based on your ability to adapt so i'm sitting there and i'm like okay so i got this network of other agents we're like okay we have a few listings like let's try to sell them and like let's try to help these people because you know i felt so bad for the people that i had that were under contract to sell and they're like what's the world's ending you know right, so right. the very the first 60 days i would say was like triage, right? We, we have no idea what's going on, but we adapted quick. We had these broker open houses on uh, Zoom that we were able to like share the screen and everyone had to learn how to use Zoom. And we got people to see each other's listings that way. Um, we also just had like uh, mastermind groups on Zoom. You know, what are we gonna do? Are we all gonna work at Chick-fil-A? Like, what are we gonna, like, yeah, I better get a job somewhere because that seemed like the only place that was busy. And uh, <laughs> and uh, and then and then it was just a matter of like, earning the trust to go back into people's homes you know like a lot of people were like you know you have to basically wear like a hazmat suit but you could still come in and sell the house um so we adapted you know and um and and the virtual um photography the virtual uh staging and the virtual tours really took off during that time i mean people were already looking at homes online on the big websites and things like to that nature but this is when i think we really ramped it up to Wow, people are almost just coming in now to validate that the art that they see, right, mm -hmm. on from the photos and videos, is truly what they're gonna buy. And there are so many deals that we did that were all, you know, sight unseen. I mean, it it really blew my mind because mm -hmm. I, I I was a little bit of a skeptic. I was like, yeah. I don't know if I'd make that size purchase and 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 buy something if I can't. Like I was like, well, what if it stinks? You yeah, know? like yeah. I don't know. And um, but people did it, you know, and people put their trust and their faith in it, and then the market just took off. And then it was wildfire and, and they're, you know, being, even being creative there, like running open houses with two or three different agents where, you know, I, I said it looked like an amusement park. Like there were people lined up outside and I hosted and attended some where, you know, you have to wait in a line of like 30 deep, put it, check in with someone. I mean, this is wow. not how things went uh, in this industry, but you know, I believe that like, it's, like we were talking before, I agree, like all humans are creative. And I think when in times of pressure, if you can step up, that creativity is what will carry you through. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. So yeah, we, we, we got creative <laughs> and, yeah. and it's cool because we stay creative, you know, mm -hmm. like even in our marketing, like we've, we've really ramped it up to a, a different uh, style. And, and I see that, like I see things change and the style change and you know, I believe that we're creatures of habit, but if we're creatures of change, we'll be uh, better suited for this planet. Yeah, anyway. for sure. Yeah. And that's typically, uh, those are the points where we can look at and say, 
that's when there was something that happened in the industry and something, maybe a new method or a new model or whatever was adopted. And then that becomes the norm, right? The new norm of right. something. Um, like I'm sure people come to expect the virtual tours and things now. And if you don't have that, it's almost like, well, how come? Why not? Yeah. Right? The standard the standard definitely raised the bar, you know, yeah. the bar of the standards. And it's just, it's like any new thing, right? Like I remember when Uber first came about, I was like in Hoboken, I'm like, what do you mean you're going to go on your phone and someone's going to pick you up in a car? <laughs> like it freaked me out. And, and now like, you know, I don't think I've taken a taxi, a yellow taxi since, like it's just been Uber. Uh, same thing with all the new technology, you know, I never, I, I always have that doubt where it's like, this just doesn't seem like it's going to catch. And uh, even Twitter, when Twitter yeah. first came out, I was like, wait, you're going to text message the world? That doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> and I mean, you know, they've had great success. and. Uh, it's it's wild, but uh, you know, especially in your world with like we talked before about NFTs and like mm -hmm. how how that whole blockchain has changed the world, and you know now I, I was even thinking about because I was looking at this one company that like installs NFT and digital art mm -hmm. in your home to display mm -hmm. it so that it can be like you know really high end and super super precise. I mean, I just think that we're like really uh, like there, there's a frontier in front of us here, especially yeah. in the digital landscape. And, yeah. And it's, it's wild to watch, it's it's cool. Sometimes it's scary, because mm -hmm. it's changed, but it's, you know, at the end of yeah. the day, I think it's gonna be, it's gonna work out. Yeah, well, and, and we're at the place right now where there's still a lot of skepticism, there's still a lot of people who don't know what to do with it because things are changing so rapidly, right? And um, it's funny because it, it makes me think in the context of our conversation. So I took this NFT class, um, just trying to understand things a little bit better. And one of the things it was talking about is, you know, the metaverse, right? And so this whole concept of like, almost like the virtual reality world where, you know, you put on the goggles or whatever, and, and then you can walk around and see all the space and whatnot. There's people who are designing and building structures for that space. And then there's also people saying that there's going to be, or I guess maybe there already is, people who are like landowners, if you will. And mm -hmm. I say that with quotes, yeah, you know? Right, right. <laughs> no, that's true. Landowners yeah. in the digital Digitally. space. And it makes me think, okay, so will there be real estate agents in the digital space that <laughs> essentially are selling a structure, home, building, whatever, in the virtual world? And what would that look like? Yeah, that, it's, that is wild. And the first time I heard that was about a year ago. And they said there's virtual real estate agents and you can open, host a virtual open house. And I went, come on, like that doesn't make sense. Like, but you know, with these cryptocurrencies and like, you know, the metaverses have their own money currency. I mean, it's like a video game, I mm -hmm. guess, right? So if you want to upgrade your kitchen, you'd have to get like metaverse bucks and mm -hmm. then update your kitchen. So is that gonna be worth more? But it doesn't make sense because it's virtual. So like if the, you're not limited by time and space and you can say, oh, well, this one's closer to the concert venue. Yeah, I don't I don't understand. Like, yeah. you can't you just zoom over there. And also, why do you need to live in a virtual home if you're I, I, I don't know. My kids play Roblox. I get it. Like they build houses in five seconds and they're ridiculous. And they're like, look at the shower. And they do. They're like little real estate agents. Yeah. They show me they're like, Daddy, look at my shower. Look at this bad. And I go, what do you do? He goes, well, I hit like alt and I lay down in the bed and I go, cool. Do you feel rested in real life? And, you know, so again, maybe, you know, I'm 41. I don't know if it's a younger generation thing, but I think it's definitely a, it's an escapism for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't. No, I think that's why there's kajillionaires because let them test it out and spend $2 million on a digital plot of land. And hey, maybe I'll be totally misproven like I was with Uber and things. And and I, I very well could be. I just, I don't know if my brain can like access what the purpose of that would be unless it's just like owning, you know, a Mickey Mantle rookie card mm -hmm. and saying like, well, I have that one. And for anything, you know, I'm, I'm intrigued by the creative nature of markets, mm -hmm. right? Because markets are like living things, right? Real estate market, stock market, coffee bean market, like there's markets for everything. And I do believe that like the more creative you are, I mean, look at Silicon Valley, right? Like oh, yeah. they're the most creative minds on the planet, in my opinion, and, and they're creating market spaces. They're creating things like, you know, when Instagram first came about, or even TikTok, you know, these are just apps on your phone that you're looking at these digital things. But then when you actually take action from these influencers and you buy something, I mean, that turns into, I mean, I guess you could turn into actual real dollars nowadays. No, more, most of the time it's just numbers on a bank account screen. Um, but even Venmo, like Venmo's blown my mind because 
When Venmo first came out, I was again like, I don't want to tie my bank account to something on my phone. What if I lose my phone? But it comes with trust. And then I start using Venmo and I go, this is going to take off. Like this is going to be how people pay for things. And I was at a CVS uh, a couple weeks back and Venmo is an option now. I can pay with Venmo. And, you know, my kids are like, what are Ven- what's Venmo? And I'm like, it's fake money. Don't worry. About it. Like, it, doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't exist. But, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see where it's going to go. Um, I also love, like, I, I jumped on your page and I saw that you're doing a lot more animated digital art. Mm-hmm. Or at least, like, the, the short animation, like the GIF. Um, what does GIF stand for, by the way? Uh... I should know this, but I don't. Let's make it up. <laughs> and then there's Generated, also... <laughs> integrated, fun. <laughs> there's also the, the people who say, some people say GIF, some people say JIF. I'm say JIF. I'm, 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 what I'm do you GIF. Say? I'm GIF. It's a G. You are GIF. Come on, people. Get it GIF. together. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's something, I'm sure it's graphic interface format or something. Nice. Or I don't know. That, that maybe. Something like that. Absolutely. Probably. I'm great. sure that somebody listening right now is going, <laughs> they're smacking their head and they're going to send me an email. Well, it'll be a great, message, it'll be, a, just be kind with a comment. Yes, just, exactly. If you know what GIF is. Um, yeah, but you know, it's funny because I started doing that because I wanted to, well, first off, with my, my daily projects, you know, um, I try to set the bar so that there's something that pushes me a little bit. So that's not just the same old, same old rinse and repeat every single day. Um, cause things can fall into a rut like anything else. So I said, well, I, I haven't really done too much stuff in the way of animation or movement. I mean, this is really, you know, kind of crude and, and simple. Um, but I specifically wanted to do it that way because I'm doing this in a day. I'm doing this mm. in, you know, maybe an hour or two worth of time. So I need to be able to get in and get out and not feel like the pressure of creating some kind of, you know, feature film, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but so the, the whole reasoning behind that was to, to set the bar, to, to lean into that a little bit more, to explore what could be done in this, even conceptually, of like, okay, well, if I'm using this program Procreate, and there's this, you know, dripping, or there's eye movement, or there's whatever simple type of animations. It started me thinking, what are the kind of like gags, if you will, that would be able to um, be animated fairly quickly, that would translate and communicate easily enough. And so from there, then just going about and going, okay, how do I do this? How many frames does this take? You know, what's what's the right movement to do this? And so part of that was also in laying track for some nft stuff to say well i noticed that there's definitely um some movement that's happening in some nfts you know some animations and and, um sometimes they're slight and sometimes they're a little more elaborate but i figured it can't hurt to explore that opportunity to see what's there what's possible for me even if it's learning just the basics of something then how can I build on that if that's something that I want to add to as far as a skill set? Um, and so it's looking for those opportunities to lean in a little bit more, learn something else, add to your skill set, express creativity in a different way. Um, because how would I have approached that as ter- in terms of just a, a simple 2D non-animated piece of art versus the animated one? You know, I think about those things and what are the parameters involved? And so. It, it's a lot more that goes into it than just simply sitting down and going, oh, okay, I'm gonna make this little water drop that moves down the screen, you know. Um, so embracing that and figuring out what can I do with that then? You know, how does this inform maybe what comes next? Um, My favorite one you did uh, personally is the yeah. one where it's just the legs and the feet watching TV mm-hmm. and it's just the foot kind of flipping yeah. back and yeah, forth. Yeah, yeah, Because that's super real, right? Oh, like, yeah. I do that. Right. I sit there, I think I was doing it last night and I was just like, <laughs> my foot's moving and I see it on your Instagram today and I'm like, holy shit, like he just made one that is exactly what I do. So like, again, like, and, and what I love is that it's simple, meaning mm-hmm. like the movement isn't, you know, even someone dancing for like a second and a half, just to have something that moves the art in a way that is one or two things, because I think I'm overloaded with all of mm-hmm. like, you know, scrolling and looking at and watching videos, you know, so it almost like brings it back to like a primary focus. And I think the brain and the human is most happy when we're like in a very simplified mode, yeah. right? Overloaded, like we hear about it nowadays all the time. Like, you know, take a detox from your from your social media accounts and like, yeah. you know, like get off the blue light like addiction, you know? I, I, I recently turned my phone, which now makes all of anything I look that's like digital art on my phone look really bad. But <laughs> I turned it all the way up to yellow because uh, the blue light was really screwing up my eyes. And then like when I would stop looking at the screen, I would look at other things and I was like, man, my eyes are like feel tired and funny and they'd get real scratchy. So uh, 
I, I also think that like whoever's um, manufacturing all of the NFT, like physical NFT mm -hmm. um, hardware, that would be like an investment tip I would say yeah. is like, you yeah. know, look into who's manufacturing that. Like if you can't afford it, Amazon, buy the box company, you know, like <laughs> yeah. the cardboard box yeah. company. Yeah. Um, Something I want to go back to real quick cool. is, you know, you mentioned about like the, the subject matter and of what it was that I was doing. I was looking for, and it's, you kind of referenced this before, is there's, there's a common experience that we have as people. And so what are the things that there's almost like a shorthand for? And how can you tap into that? Because, oh, yeah, when somebody's sitting there and they have their, their legs crossed and their foot is tapping or whatever as they're watching TV, everyone's done that, you know, or there's a tear rolling down somebody's eye, you know, on their cheek. Um, everybody's experienced that. And so, like, what are those things that are universal so that when somebody looks at that, whether they're in the U.S., whether they're in Africa, whether they're in China, like, it doesn't really matter because it's the human experience. Right. And how can you tap into something like that? Because then you you're really creating something that taps into a much bigger experience and it doesn't say well you're excluded from this because of where you live or because you're not interested in this particular subject matter or you've never had this life experience you know right um, when we start to create things around those things I think that's when there's more ability for a greater reach and greater connection I think yeah. you know? universal thread yeah that's totally, cool. totally. yeah awesome yeah yeah, and I mean, yeah, I've cried before, but like I want to see Boba Fett cry, you know? And that's what's cool. It's like you did that, you know? It's like it's so I also think the way that you integrate with like pop culture is like beautiful. And and also that you you see it with, through your lens, right? Mm -hmm. And you pick out, you know, when I bought your um your peewee art, like that's one of my favorite scenes is when he is the bellboy, you know, at the uh at the hotel at the end of the movie. And you picked out that, right? Like everybody could have went with like, you know, in Pee Wee's Big Adventure for the right. fans, like you could have been like him riding his bike. Mm -hmm. Okay, everyone knows that he rides a bike in that movie. But like that's the scene that like resonated with me. So that's what I think is really unique about you and, and your art is that you really look at a per perception of, um, oh, I guess I just identify with mm -hmm. how you see it and then what you produce. But yeah, it's, it's beautiful, man. And, and like hearing your story about like what you've done as far as, you know, building it out with uh, with all the other companies that you've worked on and and, and uh, ministry stuff. It's, it's, it's awesome. I think mm. it's very cool. So next question I want to ask you is, we're talking about you know, NFTs and kind of all the stuff that's happening now that is still happening, right? There's not a standardized uh, format yet. There's, there's still a lot of experimentation and things that are people exploring, tinkering, breaking things, <laughs> yeah, all that, right? right? So future-oriented. Um, what are some of the things that you particularly are interested in in terms of creativity in in looking towards the future and maybe it has to do with the real estate market maybe it doesn't but some things that you're thinking like this is something that i would love to see come next or this is something that i think i want to learn more about um and be a part of yeah so i definitely like the the integration of like technology and smart homes you know like uh in, in home movie theaters are kind of like the start of that or the the man cave or the she shed, you know, it like just creating space inside and and doing it artistically, you know, like um, people that I'm good friends with, they create um, really beautiful retrofitted furniture and I breakfast bars and islands and and these lighting fixtures that they're using things that you would almost want to like throw away, but they turn it into like these beautiful pieces of art. So I think it's like integrating the um, old school with the new school, right? Mm -hmm. So like the retro look, but also like new technology. Like I just saw somebody posted um, like an old, I think it was like an old Chevy Bel Air, but like it was on a, a snowmobile, right? Then like, <laughs> like it looks like this classic car, but you, you don't see wheels, you see uh, ski sleds. And what's cool about like homes is, you know, like Tesla has this, uh, uh, the uh, roofing shingles that are coming out that are gonna be totally self-sufficient. Like I think sustainable and self-sufficient homes, but you know, not making it clunky, right? Like we had solar panels back in the eighties and they look like, you know, what they look like. And a lot of people tear them down or they stop working. But just seeing how like technology evolves where you could look at a house down the neighborhood and be like, you can't pick the one out that has the solar shingles and the yeah. one that has traditional shingles. Or um, 
even like ge geothermal heating, right? Like what you can do and what you can create in your space if you don't have radiators or holes cut into your ceiling for vents or, um, you know, baseboards running along. And um, and just just also like projection, like I'm, I'm blown away by this. Like, have you seen the window that, I don't know if it's Google that's putting it out, but like there's windows that go in your homes that if it's raining out, you can like make it look like a sunny day, like a virtual, <laughs> really? I mean, this is totally out of like Total Recall or some. <laughs> sci-fi movie but um but you can also like read you know you can get updates so it's like your alexa would be built into your window and um you know i, I think being more efficient especially like uh in this in this day and age with you know inflation high and people not wanting to spend money like if you can make a solid investment not only for resale but while you live in the home mm -hmm. where you know your energy costs are going to be low lower i mean you know we've had really cold winters this last few years up in the northeast and i don't think they're going to get warmer um but you know just anything that would that would make your home feel more um more, your space feel more like a home mm -hmm. and i think a lot of the ways to do that is like you know I've, I've been in homes where people have no art on the walls and nothing hung up and maybe there's just like one picture like super high up the ceiling but like framing it out and allowing it to like catch an eye and like creating a space that feels homey and welcome is uh it, it really is an art it's an art form to do that and yeah. even just staging a home i think is an art right and most of the time we stage we don't stage with staging companies we stage with the furniture that you already have right because it fits and it, it kind of looks like it would go with the home it's just a matter of like tweaking a little bit so that we can have it that way. Yeah. But yeah, I am interested to see like, you know, going to homes and see like, um, like if, if, if NFT is being projected on the wall mm -hmm. permanently and to see what that's going to look like. And, uh, you know, you see it now, like a lot of people have the digital t picture frames mm -hmm. that they've even yeah. come a, a long way. So I think it's just integration of, of the two. Yeah. Um, but don't give all the power away to the robots. I'm not about <laughs> that, you know? Let's keep it human. So. Yes, for sure. Yeah. It's really creative problem solving at the end of the day, right? I mean, yeah. it's all these things that we're like, how can we make things better? Or how can we solve this problem that we've had for quite some time that nobody has seemed to be able to wrap their head around? Has technology caught up to things? Have we learned other things in other areas that we can apply the same principles to or something? Um, it's, it's fascinating. And uh, I think the day that we stop pushing forward to try to create things to make things better is the day that things will be very dark yeah for sure yeah um, and just you know be have fun like yeah. my, that's my 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 bottom line message is like have fun with your art have fun with your house have fun with yeah your family you know and like get back like that's what i love about like i say that this time is like i've spent more time making my own meals and like food tastes better when you create it and especially if it, you create it with like love and intention like that's a beautiful thing. Um, I, I, going out to eat during this time is like, ooh, you can taste the fear. You know, it's like, okay. And, uh, can I have a fear appetizer, please? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I think this, is, this has been a beautiful time in, in human uh, history to bring people back together. And I mm -hmm. think now more than ever, like we went through some pretty dark, like a couple 18 months there um, at times. But I think it's I think it's cool, and I've seen more and more artists come out of this. Mm -hmm. You know, I've seen way more people start creating. I mean, YouTube creators are like through the roof. Um, Instagram, I've just seen more people really have that time because I think when we get out of the busyness of the day, and that's what I was trying to express on this conversation also is that like, you know, being able to balance a creative outlet. Like I am very creative and have to have a creative outlet or else I'm going to go insane. Like I can't just look at black and white contracts all day long. Um, so that's also one of the reasons I love what I do is that it kind of does bring it all together, right? It's the heady business side of it, but also the creative like marketing, like marketing is super fun. When I make a video and I'm saying like, you know, uh, all the benefits and features of a, a particular home and, and it, if I can include the homeowners in there and like get a real feel for what's going on here. It's, it's a win-win. It's cool. Yeah. 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 So we're probably just about at time. Um, but I want to ask you one more thing. I'm like kind of just throwing this at you, but, um, so we'll see how you do, <laughs> but is there something maybe that is a piece of advice that you would love to leave listeners with today? Something that's like you return to again and again, just maybe as like a, a personal mantra or something that's like, uh, maybe somebody told you a while ago or you read in a book that you just, you, you keep coming back to because you're like, this is helpful for me in, in just context of living, creativity, whatever. Yeah, totally. So, um, so early on in my career, I read this book and it was called The One Thing. And it was written by another uh, real estate agent, actually the, uh, one of the co-founders of Keller Williams. And um, 
I didn't get too far into the book because I was very busy at the time, but I thought it would be good to read a book because I, I wasn't a big reader at the time. And uh, I crack it open and I think it's like one of those blank pages that just has like an inspirational message. But this has stayed true to me because at the time I was running an appraisal business and also a sales business. And I was always behind. So with the appraisal business, I'm behind the scenes. And with the sales business, I'm out in the, you know, right on the front lines uh, buying and selling homes. And I was running both businesses at the same time. And I had a, a young family at the time and I was just, I was losing my mind. And I, I was totally stressed out. And I cracked this book open and I was going back and forth. Should I keep and focus all my energy on one of them? Should I keep going like this with both? Because you know I was doing really well uh, financially and it was just drawing on me like no, too many debts in my personal life. And all it said was, if you chase two rabbits, you will not catch either. Mm. And that just rang true to me. And it's just something like in this ADD world where I'm just totally maxed out all the time, trying to do like multitasking sounds great. Very hard to do with any type of serenity. So I just saw that and I was like, okay, just focus on one. And at that moment, I just made a decision. I said, I'm going to close out the appraisal side of things and just focus all of my energy on the sales side of things. I could be more creative. I could be out in front of people and do what I love. So that would be my, that would be the takeaway, right? Like if, if you're going after, you're thinking, oh, I got this, but my side hustle is really where my passion is. Go where the passion is. Just go with it and be laser guided focus on that. And you're going to win. Yeah. Love that. And especially because so many creative people are multi-talented and have interests in multiple expressions creatively. And I think it's easy to get lost in juggling those things. Um, I've had that conversation with others on past podcasts and, um, I like that. What was it again about the rabbit? Yeah. So if you, if you go out and you're trying to, <clears throat> if you chase two rabbits, mm-hmm. uh, you're not going to catch either. Yeah. Yeah. Chase one rabbit yeah. and you'll get the one rabbit. And now I feel like Elmer Fudd. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You wascally Where's rabbit. the rabbit? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stay focused on one rabbit at a time. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Cool. Well, awesome. Thank you, Kyle. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, thanks, I love that man. we got a chance to sit down and do this um, and just yeah. kind of chat and invite some other people into it. And um, if people are interested in connecting with you, you mentioned Instagram and, and some other things. Where can people yeah, follow you? you and, can, and You can check me out at uh, cookrealtygroup.com. And on Instagram, my IG handle is Kyle Cook Real Estate, all one word. Yeah. Very original, <laughs> but simple. Yeah. And we're here in New Jersey. So if there's somebody in New Jersey, Hunterdon County area, I highly recommend Kyle to be your man. So, uh, and just get around him, learn from him and see what he's doing. And uh, I'm sure you'd appreciate you say hello and that you heard this podcast. So thanks, Mike. And I'll also uh, plug my yoga channel yeah. on YouTube uh, for anyone out there that's into yoga. That would be Gold Heart Yoga on YouTube. Awesome. Check that out. Yeah, yeah. I'd love sure. to connect with you guys and uh, hear what you have to say. And if you have any comments or questions, I will uh, I'll respond. Awesome. All right, man. Thanks, Mike. This was awesome. Thanks for listening today. I'd appreciate if you would subscribe, leave a rating and a review. It really helps this podcast be seen and heard by others.